Hi, I'm Dr. Liz Aguirre, a professional health and mindset speaker with a mission to help people feel inspired and ready to take action. If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, you can reach me on my website, lizaguirremd.com forward slash contact. These days, overwhelm is one of the most common words I hear in my network. I'm triple certified in burnout, meaning I've gone through burnout three times in my professional career. This also means that I know a thing or two about overwhelm. Today, I'm going to share how I created the space I needed to address this feeling of overwhelm. I'll also let you in on a little secret that has helped me to be just a little bit more balanced in my day-to-day life and provide me with a whole lot more happiness. Are you ready to shift your mindset and tap into opportunities that are waiting for you right now? Let's go. Welcome to the Creating Clarity Podcast, where we talk about clearing the fog, shifting our focus, and uncovering opportunities that are hidden right in front of us. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Aguirre. Before I begin, I must emphasize that this work is separate from my professional medical work and does not represent medical advice or opinions of any specific organization. I woke up feeling totally overwhelmed. Actually, I went to bed feeling totally overwhelmed. A while back, I had asked my followers what they were struggling with and what they wanted to hear about. Overwhelm, lack of time, working too many hours, not being able to juggle it all were top of the list. Last night, I felt myself growing with frustration because my kids were not going to bed. I was tired and I knew I had to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and they just weren't having it. The things that were going through my mind were number one, my kids are getting me mad, and number two, I'm getting frustrated. I kept repeating those thoughts in my mind over and over again, and they just weren't helping me. I could feel my blood literally start to boil. I've actually come to a place where I'm starting to recognize more easily when those feelings are surfacing. I'm able to catch myself and stop myself, In those times, I just kind of rewind a little bit to think about the thoughts that are triggering those feelings. In this particular situation, I knew the thoughts that were triggering my frustration, but I couldn't escape them. So what did I end up doing? I realized that I didn't have to stay in that space. Typically, I would feel trapped, but now I have more awareness and recognizing I really do have two choices. Number one, I could stay in that place and get angry and frustrated with my kids, Or number two, I could just ask my husband to put them to bed and tell them, mommy needs to go to bed early tonight. I'm really tired. So that's what happened. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm not yelling at my kids or raising my voice. I just don't like it. I don't like when I'm like that. Yelling to me is really the worst thing ever, and it triggers my migraines. Unfortunately, I do tend to yell at my kids when they're getting me upset or frustrated. Even worse, sometimes I hear my daughters yelling and it makes me cringe because they sound just like me. They're learning this behavior from me. And I'm recognizing if I don't do something differently right now, I can expect to see them yelling at my future grandkids too. If you're a parent, you likely can relate. Parenting is just hard. It's hard to not get frustrated. However, these little humans are learning from us So I know that my yelling and raising my voice is not the answer. Stepping away from this situation or any situation that gets you angry or frustrated is important. 
breathe. Just take a breath. Actually, take five deep breaths. That's what I always do. If you haven't listened to my fog episode, take a moment to go back and listen to that. I'll link that in my show notes, but it's important because I really believe in the power of the breath. And I used to resist it with all my being. And I would get really, really frustrated and angry when my husband would tell me, you just need to breathe. It was so annoying. I would always roll my eyes and that was being nice. I'll be talking about my fog a lot. I don't get deep in the fog anymore, but it's still there and I'm still at risk. I think all of us experience the fog to some degree. Anytime you're stuck, you're starting to feel overwhelmed. Anytime you're experiencing something that you don't feel like you have a choice in, you are either at risk or in some kind of fog because there's always more than one perspective. There's more than one way to do things. And when there's a disconnect between what you really want and reality, that's when our emotions start to spiral. When I'm feeling a certain situation that's starting to create tension or chaos or anger or frustration, I ask myself why this is happening to me. I often do try to use a centering thought because that is more helpful than what my brain is offering me. My brain is going to offer me the negative, but if I can redirect my thoughts into realizing that it's not as bad as it seems, then things really do get better. I recently wrote a newsletter to my email list about feeling of overwhelm because that that's how I was feeling in that moment. I actually had spent a weekend away recently with my husband to celebrate our 12th anniversary, and we had the best time, but everything that could go wrong probably did. It didn't matter though. I was so filled with gratitude to finally have a weekend by myself with my husband that the freezing temperatures in Texas, frozen pipes, restaurant closures, iced roads, not being able to drive, none of that bothered me. I was feeling so good. I wasn't feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or any of those things. But fast forward, when I came home, I immediately started to feel the stress again. While I was away, I made the decision. I told myself, I don't have to work during this weekend. I could if I wanted to, but I don't have to. I carved out a little bit of time, but I didn't work much at all. So when I came home, the reality of all that I had to do reared its ugly head. I was feeling overwhelmed and my brain went back to the same stories. I have too much to do. I have too much on my plate. I don't have time to do this all. Fortunately, I had already worked through this exact thing with a coach before. The coach had me go through this exercise to answer a question. What if these things are not true? She had me write down as many things as I could think of that would make the statement not true. And again, the statement I'm referring to is, I have too much to do and I don't have enough time. So I just went back to my notebook to see what I wrote. And this is what I wrote. There is just enough on my plate. I have plenty of time. I have so many great opportunities. She also helped me to realize that as long as I was having the thought that I had too much on my plate, I wouldn't allow myself to take a break. That was a thought error. I need to take a break. You cannot work. Not, you can actually, you can work nonstop but it's going to be at the expense of your own health and well-being. For you to be the best version of yourself, you have to take care of yourself. You're more productive, you're kinder, you're a more loving person when you take that time for yourself. My coach also helped me realize that my headaches, 
Those were coming very often and they come when I'm overwhelmed or have rising tensions. I can now clearly see that those headaches were a gift to remind me when I'm too stressed, too resistant and need to take some time for myself. This also ties into something that my husband helped me realize. It's important to create space, blank space, a space where I have no obligations, no expectations, no to-do list. How do you create space? By realizing that you don't have to do it all. So when I came back from my weekend getaway and I was feeling totally overwhelmed, this is what I did with my to-do list. And this is what you should do when you're feeling overwhelmed by everything you have to do. You look at your to-do list and you decide, what can I get rid of that's not necessary? In my case, I fully planned to have the house clean before I went back to work and I decided I wasn't going to do that. The kids' rooms could stay messy. The last thing I decided I could do to create space was I could put some things on a side plate for later. I didn't have to do everything right now. In fact, when you create space, you're going to come up with a whole bunch of new ideas that are amazing but realize you don't have to act on them now. So again, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed and you feel like you have a lot to do, you have three decisions. You decide what isn't necessary to do at all, what you can give to somebody else, and what you can plan for later. So going through that exercise was really helpful because it pointed out to me that my brain was offering thoughts that were not helpful, leading me to feeling overwhelmed and feeling like I had to do it all, and I didn't. When I changed my thoughts about the circumstances, it changed everything. So here's another good example that my husband likes to tell my kids. And it's really simple, but it perfectly demonstrates how changing your mindset can change your reality. It's a story about a teenage girl who's bored. She tells her parents, I'm bored, there's nothing to do. And then her parents give the typical parent response, read a book, do your laundry, clean your room. And the teenager gives the typical teenager response, big eye roll and continues to ignore them and mindlessly scroll through her social media. A few minutes later, she gets a text from the boy asking her if she can go to the movies. She is so excited. She runs up to her room. She starts looking for something to wear, takes a shower, plans her makeup, chats with her friends. She literally spends the next eight hours in her room getting ready for this big, amazing date. She is so happy the rest of the day. So what changed? Her mindset, that's it. She was initially fixated on the fact that there's nothing to do. It's boring. I'm bored. I don't want to be here. I want to do something fun. This isn't fair. My friends are getting to do that. But when she shifted her mind and just filled it with the positive, exciting thoughts, it changed everything. That is the power of the mind. I can think about how this same circumstance applied to me when I first graduated from residency and was in my first doctor job, my adult doctor job. My thoughts were fixated on the fact that I was working 18 hour days and that I was working overnight, doing overnight call every third day. And I had too many patients and I had a million complaints. But guess what? You can look at that circumstance and you can find people to support either side. I found a lot of friends who were in other jobs that were saying, that is ridiculous. I can't believe how many patients they're making you see. And it just made me feel more and more frustrated. Likewise, when I talked to my director about it, he said, Liz, it's because it's your first time, your first job out of residency and you're trying to do it all yourself. I think you should consult more. 
And I said, well, I don't need a consult. Why would I consult a consultant when I know how to manage this? And he said, because you don't have time to do it all. And so you can find people who are going to offer you helpful suggestions, even if you resist them. There are people who will support you and agree with you, but inadvertently bring you deeper into a negative state. It's important to be open to thoughts and suggestions that are going to lift you up. I had a coach one time that I absolutely did not like. She pushed me to face some uncomfortable feelings and I didn't like it. I came full circle and I recognized that I needed that. She brought some awareness that I didn't have before, but it was tough for me. So you're not always going to like what other people have to offer you. And that's okay. When my director was saying, Liz, you need to just consult more. I did not feel that was the answer. I felt like we needed to change the number of patients we were seeing, change our call schedule. I was asking them to reinvent the system for me. So maybe you are not liking the suggestions or the advice you're receiving, but dig deeply and just see if there is anything that you can take from it. And the rest, that's okay to not accept it. You do not have to accept everything. You are, in fact, going to reject some of the things I say. And I know that because my husband suggested some of these things for years, and I rejected them for years. But what happened? Just by listening to this, even if you don't agree, it plants little seeds. And every time you hear these messages, it waters the seeds. It gives them a little fertilizer and they start to grow. These tiny bits of growth in your mind, they're hard to accept initially, but they grow. And slowly but surely, the mindset muscle begins to get a little bit stronger. So that's what I hope to offer you by this podcast, by my newsletter. And even if you hear me 10 times and you don't agree, but you find the one word that you hear just a little bit differently that time, and it resonates in a slightly different way that it hasn't before, that is a little nugget, a little seed that is growing. So as we come to the end of today's episode, I challenge you to reject overwhelm, reject the unhelpful thoughts that your brain is offering you and recognize that you don't have to do everything. So when you are starting to feel overwhelmed, I want you to take these steps. Number one, take five deep breaths. Number two, write down your to-do list, and then you're going to divide it up into three categories. Decide what you don't have to do at all, what you can delegate to somebody else, and what you can schedule for later. And then you can also decide what you really have to do right now. By eliminating some of those things, by delegating others, and by taking some of that stuff off of your plate, you are creating a little breathing room for yourself and you deserve it. That's it for today. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you won't miss the next episode. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend and give me a five-star review so that I can reach more people. I'll see you next week.
Disclaimer, the views and opinions shared here are for information and educational purposes only. They do not serve as a medical or professional advice. They do not represent any academic, medical, or professional institution or organization. If you found this helpful, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you.